Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the Book of Mormon podcast. We're going to do now uh, 3 Nephi 26. So Jesus has just uh, had them add uh, some scriptures, Isaiah chapter 54 and now Malachi chapters 3 and 4. Now it came to pass that when Jesus had told these things, he expounded them unto the multitude, and he did expound all things unto them, both great and small. And he saith, These scriptures, meaning Malachi 3 and 4, which ye had not with you, the Father commanded that I should give unto you, for it was wisdom in him that they should be given unto future generations. These are words then for us, aren't they? And he did expound all things, even from the beginning, from the creation to the second coming until the time that he should come in his glory, yea, even all things which should come upon the face of the earth. The Lord tells these Nephites the entire history of the earth, and they were written in the large plates of Nephi. It would be nice to know uh, the version that he taught so that we could have it as well. Even until the elements should melt with fervent heat. Bruce R. McConkie said, When the Lord comes in his glory in flaming fire, that fire will both cleanse the vineyard and burn the earth. In that day, so intense shall be the heat and so universal the burning, the very elements of which this earth is composed shall melt. The mountains, high and glorious and made of solid rock, shall melt like wax. They shall become molten and flow down into the valleys below. The very earth itself, as now constituted, shall be dissolved. All things shall burn with fervent heat, and out of it shall come new, a new heavens and a new earth, whereon dwelleth righteousness. It is of these things, and they above all else, show the literal nature of the burning fires that shall attend that dreadful day. It is of them that we must now make mention. So also in elsewhere, oh, never mind, I'm coming to that here. Fervent heat, what is it? It is hot, glowing heat. The word itself comes from the Latin verb fervor meaning to boil or to glow. It is the heat of which our revelation, alluding to a prophecy of Isaiah, says, The presence of the Lord shall be as the melting fire that burneth, and as the fire which causeth the waters to boil. So the oceans even will boil at the second coming. There has as yet been no heat on earth of such extent and intensity that it could melt the very planet itself. Such is reserved for the day of burning at the second coming. Orson Pratt said, Here then is a declaration how this earth is to be cleansed the second time from wickedness, namely by fire, which is a more powerful element than water. The earth is to be cleansed by fire. In other words, the elements are to be melted with fervent heat. This is the declaration of several of the prophets. David, in speaking of this period in one of, the, one of his psalms, says, The mountains shall melt like wax before the presence of the Lord when he shall come. You know how wax melts when exposed to the influence of heat. So, when the Lord comes, will the elements melt and the mountains flow down at his presence with fervent heat. This will cleanse the earth as it was cleansed in the days of Noah only by another element called fire. This is typical of the cleansing of those who embrace the plan of salvation. After you have been immersed as this earth was in the water and been cleansed and received the remission of your sins, you will also have the promise of baptism of fire and of the Holy Ghost by which you are purified as well justified and sanctified from all your evil affections. And you feel to love God and that which is just and true and to hate that which is sinful and evil. Why? Because of this sanctifying, purifying principle that comes upon you by the baptism of fire and the Holy Ghost. 
So must this earth be baptized by fire. It must be cleansed from all sin and impurity. Will it be filled with the Holy Ghost? Yes. These elements that melt like wax before the presence of the Lord will again be filled with his spirit and will be renewed, and the earth itself will be full of the knowledge of God as the waters cover the channels of the great deep. It will enter into the elements of creation so that the curse which came in consequence of the fall of man will be removed from the earth, and the elements will be cleansed not only by fire but by the spirit of the living God, which will mingle with and purify them. Remember that in the article of faith we're told that the earth will receive its, will be renewed into its paradisiacal glory, and so it will become a terrestrial planet as opposed to the telestial one that we currently live on. Continuing verse 3, And the earth should be wrapped together as a scroll, and the heavens and the earth should pass away. After reciting these scriptures to the people, the Savior then explained all things to them from the beginning. It seems likely that having just quoted these verses about Elijah's promised return, the Lord then explained something about Elijah's mission, what it meant, and why it was necessary. Because that mission and the keys of the sealing power that form such an integral part of it, of it pertains so much to the sacred work carried on in the holy temples of the Lord, it is not surprising that the text of Nephi 3 of Third Nephi does not give us mu does not give us more detail about the Lord's explanations. They were probably things of such a sacred nature as to be learned by by us only in the temple. And that was by Byron Merrill, verse four. And even unto the great and last day, when all people and all kindreds and all nations and tongues shall stand before God to be judged of their works, whether they be good or whether they be evil. Even though there are perhaps billions of people who have never been exposed to or given the opportunity to learn from the scriptures and mortality, in the spirit world they, will, they all will be taught the everlasting gospel as contained in the holy scriptures. Hence, all people will have full opportunity to learn of and either accept or reject the laws, principles, ordinances, and commandments that the Lord has revealed to man and commanded to be written in the books. It is in this ultimate sense that the scriptures become the books out of which mankind will be judged, both here and hereafter, according to their works. Ultimately, all people, their deeds, desires, thoughts, actions, and so forth, will be judged or balanced against the standards that are recorded in the scriptures, the standard works. Verse 5, if they be good to the resurrection of everlasting life, and if they be evil, notice that it's not if they've done good, but if they be good. If they be evil to the resurrection of damnation, being on a parallel, the one on the one hand and the other on the other hand, according to the mercy and the justice and the holiness which is in Christ who was before the world began. And now there cannot be written in this book even a hundredth part of the things which Jesus did truly teach unto his people. But behold, the plates of Nephi do contain the more part of the things which he taught the people. In other words, on the large plates. And these things have I written, which are a lesser part of the things which he taught the people. And I have written them to the, to the intent that they may be brought again unto this people from the Gentiles, the members of the church in the last days, Israelites who live in a Gentile nation, according to the words which Jesus hath spoken. And when they, the people of the last days, shall have received this, which is expedient that they should have first to try their faith, and if it shall so be that they shall believe these things, then shall the greater things be made manifest unto them. The greater things we made known to us in the Lord's due time in accordance with the faith with which we receive what has already been revealed. That was Kent Jackson. Joseph Fielding Smith said, I would like to call your attention to one thing in the Book of Mormon. The Lord has promised us greater knowledge, greater understanding than we find in the Book of Mormon when we are prepared to receive it. 
when the brother of Jared went upon the mount to have the Lord touch stones to give them light to light their way across the great ocean. The Lord revealed to him the history of this world from the beginning of it to the end. We do not have it. I am going to read one or two passages of scripture from the Book of Mormon in relation to that matter. And he, that is Christ, did expound all things even from the beginning until the time he should come in his glory, yea, even all things which should come upon the face of the earth, even until the elements should melt with fervent heat, and the earth should be wrapped together as a scroll, and the heavens and the earth should pass away. All of that was written and given to the Nephites. We do not have that record, and the Lord said this, which is concerning us particularly, and Mormon wrote it, and then he quotes 3 Nephi 26, 8-10. I say that when the brother of Jared went on the mount, the Lord revealed the history of this earth to him from the beginning to the end thereof, but we do not have it. But when the Nephites became righteous after the visit of the Son of God, the Lord revealed that the Lord revealed that record to them, and then when they began to fall away, he took the record away again and hid it up. Here is what the Lord says about it. And after Christ truly had shown himself, showed himself unto his people, he commanded that they should be made manifest, that is, the full record. And now after that, they have all dwindled in unbelief, and there is none save it be the Lamanites, and they have rejected the gospel of Christ. Therefore, I am commanded that I should hide them up again in the earth. And in that day that they shall exercise faith in me, saith the Lord, even as the brother of Jared did, that they may become sanctified in me, then will I manifest unto them the things which the brother of Jared saw, even to the unfolding unto them all my revelations, saith Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Father of the heavens and of the earth, and all things that in them are. Now the Lord has placed us on probation as members of the church. He has given us the Book of Mormon, which is the lesser part, to build up our faith through our obedience to the counsels which it contains. And when we ourselves, members of the church, are willing to keep the commandments as they have been given to us and show our faith as the Nephites did for a short period of time, then the Lord is ready to bring forth the other record and give it to us, but we are not ready now to receive it. Why? Because we have not lived up to the requirements in this probationary state in the reading of the record which had been given to us and in following its counsels. Now that was given back in 1961. Hopefully we're doing better. Neil Maxwell said, so it, shall, so it is that all things must come to pass in their own time. This is because the reason... This is cause and reason for patience and perspective amidst the macro plan. Such unfoldingness reflects the tutoring of a just and a long-suffering Lord. Besides, we have a notable lack of capacity to appreciate things that, like water out of a fire hydrant, come in a rush. Hence, the Lord meters out divine disclosure according to, that, according to what is deserved and usable. He has warned us, Murmur not because of the things which thou hast not seen, for they are withheld from thee and from the world, which is wisdom in me in a time to come. Verse 10, And if it so be that they will not believe these things, then shall the greater things be withheld from them unto their condemnation. Behold, I was about to write them, all which were engraven upon the plates of Nephi, but the Lord forbade it, saying, I will try the faith of my people. The large plates of Nephi had much of Jesus' teachings, but when Mormon was abridging the plates, he did not include them in what we have today. Therefore, I, Mormon, do write the things which have been commanded me of the Lord, and now I, Mormon, make an end of my sayings and proceed to write the things which have been commanded me. Therefore, I would that ye should behold that the Lord truly did teach the people for the space of three days, and after that he did show himself unto them oft, and did break bread oft, and bless it, and give it unto them. 
And it came to pass that he did teach and minister unto the children of the multitude of whom hath been spoken. And he did loose their tongues, and they did speak unto their fathers great and marvelous things, even greater than he had revealed unto the people. And he loosed their tongues that they could utter. So what, I wonder, could these children be uttering that would be even more significant than what Jesus had told them? Elder Holland said, We are left to wonder at the marvelous messages given to these children that could in any way have been greater than he had revealed unto the people. He had spoken of faith, repentance, baptism, the gift of the Holy Ghost, prayer, the sacrament, the law of Moses, the scattering and gathering of Israel, the Book of Mormon, the fullness of the covenant, the work of the priesthood, and his own second coming, to name just a few of the principal topics. What, we, what he told the children that was greater than these is a question of surpassing wonder. On that astonishing note, Christ descended into heaven, concluding the second day. I wonder if they were able to tell about the, their premortal existence, their premortal lives, what that was like. Uh, maybe some things about the spirit world that they would uh, have just have, have not that far, um, not, not that long ago, left to come to mortal to, to come to earth. Verse 15. And it came to pass that after he had ascended into heaven the second time that he showed himself unto them and had gone unto the Father after having healed all their sick and their lame and opened the eyes of their blind and unstopped the ears of the deaf and even had had done all manner of cures among them and, and raised a man from the dead and had shown forth his power unto them and had ascended unto the Father. Behold, it came to pass on the morrow, so this is day three, that the multitude gathered themselves together and they both saw and heard these children, yea, even babes did open their mouths and utter marvelous things, and the things which they did utter were forbidden, that there should not any man write them. And it came to pass that the disciples whom Jesus had chosen began from that time forth to baptize and to teach. Notice that teaching comes after baptism. Some truths are only grasped and appreciated after the conferral of the gift of the Holy Ghost. As many as did come unto them, and as many as were baptized in the name of Jesus were filled with the Holy Ghost. Joseph Fielding Smith said, Baptism, as we understand it, is one of the cardinal principles of the gospel, commanded primarily for the remission of sins and secondarily as the door by which we enter into the church. When Christ appeared to the Nephites on this continent, he commanded them to be baptized, although they had been baptized previously for the remission of their sins. We read how Nephi beheld angels who came and ministered to him daily, how he baptized all who came to be baptized for the remission of their sins, how he organized the church, and how he even raised his brother from the dead, since he held the priesthood. Then we read that the Savior commanded Nephi and his people to be baptized again, because he had organized anew the church under the gospel, before that it had been organized under the law. Verse 18, And many of them saw and heard unspeakable things, which are not lawful to be written, sacred, not secret. Elder Packer said, Occasionally during the past year I've been asked a question. Usually it comes as a curious, almost idle question. Have you seen him? I would not ask that of, of even my brethren. So there are some things that uh, we're, we're not even supposed to talk about or ask questions about. Verse 19, And they taught and did minister one to another, and they had all things common among them. Law of consecration, sounds like. Every man dealing justly one with another. And it came to pass that they did do all these things, they did do all things even as Jesus had commanded them, and they who were baptized in the name of Jesus were called the Church of Christ. I bear testimony that this is a true and accurate account of what happened, that we're reading translated material, uh, that Jesus did actually appear to the Nephites and, uh, and bless them for several days. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time.